when you see this shit drop tomorrow, wait till you see the shit we got coming this. I mean, you know, that's that's yeah. like reasons to keep living. Number yeah. 347. Hey, welcome to Dot Grid, the show that's at the intersection of analog tools you love and the digital things you have to put up with to go along with them. My name is Will Fengi, and I am joined by my favorite co-host on the entire network, Andy Don't Tell My Brother. It's Andy Welfley. Andy, how are you? Hey, I am amazingly well, amazingly good, Will. Uh, we do have another guest this week. Uh, for most people who listen to our podcast, our guest really doesn't need an introduction. Uh, but for those of you who are new to the show or uninitiated, he is a renowned graphic designer who currently hails from Portland, Oregon. A wonderful city. I miss living there. Um, he has done work for Nike, for Ford, and even for uh, the Obama campaign. You all probably best know him for his love of analog tools of creation, most notably a series of little pocket notebooks called Field Notes. Uh, that's right, you guys. We actually have Aaron Draplin on the show this evening. Aaron, how are things? I'm good, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. I'm here. It's yeah. good. How was, uh, how was Ottawa last week? The, uh, the Great White North, oh, is it man. still frozen over? Strange and magical North Woods, uh, North uh, Great White North. It was incredible. It was great. I got to see my buddy Steve St. Pierre, which is an incredible designer up there and um, a buddy of mine, you know, who I kind of know through the internet. And then I got to go do a talk there a couple of years ago and went up there and went to Macmillan uh, Branding and Advertising, you know, kick ass little, not that little, but, you know, you can't really tell if it's tiny or giant. The work's pretty solid. This um, big, uh, big design firm there, and and went and spoke to their you know internal group, which was pretty cool and pretty casual. And um, you know, the only bummer is all the customs and shit. You know, just oh, getting man. across the border. You know, as a man who, well, takes his merch pretty seriously. <laughs> you know, that's always <laughs> that's pretty tricky, man. It's a bummer. You know, because they really got you, and I understand why. But you know, a couple little. You know, uh, white lies here and there. You know, that, that doesn't hurt any countries or any sort of international situations. No. But it was all in all, it was good. But you know, Canada's always tricky. Was your was your problem uh, getting into the country, or getting into Canada, or getting out of Canada? No, no, it's just the idea that I want to drag a big pile of merch over there and try to sell it. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, are you a guy that travels with like a massive bag of uh, oh, he cones does. and sharpies and yeah? Field uh, we're notes. not out there to make oh, yeah. friends. You know, yeah. we're not out there. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I bought so <laughs> many pencils from him when I was in uh, when he came to Fort Wayne. Yeah, Andy knows his way around a good pencil. That's awesome. <laughs> I you know sometimes people look at him and just kind of like they don't you know understand that that is. You know, a, a, a American-made hex—you know—hexagonal pencil that's hard to get. You know, and Hell stuff. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that Andy in, in Indiana because that was—you know—some people just would never really. It, and the, and the, what do I sell them for a buck? Like, who cares? I just get rid of them. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. want—I want people to use them. Those things will, will kick around for a long time, and you know, I really savor every one of those little um, transactions because. You know, uh, it is just a buck. You know, that, yeah. that's the funny part of like when a band goes on tour or maybe a designer, you know, I'm, you know how many designers even talk like that? I, I, I'm i not as concerned. Like I gave away a lot of stuff up in Canada because that's what I get to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't, you know, I'm not really uh, going to worry about, um, uh, you know, the bottom line of trying to hit some goal. Like who gives a shit? You know, I just want want people to enjoy it. Enjoy, you know, me you know, coming out that afternoon. So, yeah, but it was a good one. You know, this week I'm going down, yeah, to Ruston, Louisiana. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. 
so early. I have to be up at 4.45, which is just uh, stupid. Oh, you know? And then on the plane by about, I think we leave at around you know, 5.30 or some shit. So yeah. it's going to be or maybe 6 o'clock or something. But it's going to be tricky. And then you know, I fly to Atlanta and then Atlanta over to Ruston, which is you know northern Louisiana. Hmm. And, you know, it's not New Orleans. It's not even Baton Rouge. It's like, you know, Louisiana Tech up north. And that sounds pretty fun to me. That is, uh, that's my father's alma mater. That's where he went to school for undergrad for his first two years was Louisiana Tech. So oh, cool. I, I wondered why I had heard Ruston before. So, um and I, um, I said it a little bit on the intro, I actually have a connection to Portland, too. I lived in Portland for about two and a half years back in the late, two th- late, late 2008, early 2009. My wife had family up there, and I lived, in, uh, I lived in Lake Oswego for about two years. Oh, tough part of town. Sure. Yeah, was, oh, I tell you what, it was rough. Really, <laughs> really, 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 really tough living uh, up, up there uh, high on the hill and uh, yeah. having to go all the way across town to get to the nearest Whole Foods. It was just... Oh goodness! Standing in line for three hours on brunch on Sundays. <sighs> it was. It was. <laughs> well, it's it's not. Um, I, I don't. I don't throw around Lake Oswego very often because I, I notice I don't tell people that I st- I lived in Lake Oswego. I lived in Portland. That was where you know that's what something you can be proud of. Lake Oswego. People are like, is that what it sounds like? And you're like, yes, it is the hoity-toity outside outskirts of Portland. I'm very sorry that I lived there. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think you have to be. It's a nice place. I have friends who are down there, but it's. You know, it, yeah, it's a little weird because it's like, you know, it's just, it's just, and it's, I know there's all these like really weird things that people say about it and stuff, but it's, it's just really expensive. It know? is, it and is. And down there and it's, but it's magical too, because you go down there and there's that little, that little tiny little lake and that little yeah. cove, the lights hitting that shit right. It is kind of hobbity, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And the restaurant right there that's on the lake has a really, really good happy hour. Yeah, so you right, right. go out and sit on the porch and eat some calamari and get shit canned and threaten <laughs> to throw things in the lake and not actually throw things in the lake and because your wife gets mad at you and tells you she's going to leave and just for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. as an example, hypothetically speaking, just another uh, night in your life, just yeah, just another, just another thing. Um, speaking of pencils, that was kind of that's a what we call a very awkward segue into <laughs> um some of the things that we wanted to talk to you about. We um yeah. Andy and I, you and Andy and I were talking in the pre-show about how. Uh, there are some other podcasts and other interviews out there that talk a, a lot about your background and uh, how you got to where you are and how you got the opportunity or made the opportunity for yourself to do what you do. We kind of want to talk about the processes uh, as it goes, you know, as it, as it, how does it transfer from words to paper to digital and like if I, because I, I, I really feel like your design speaks to the kind of, um, the kind of people that Andy and I are, we're, you know, we're, we're, Andy's simple. I don't know how to put that much more nice than <laughs> that's, that. Andy, that's a really Andy's nice a way simple of putting man. it. Yeah. Um, but like my s- wife runs a small thing. business and uh, I help her with that. And so we are the kind of people that appreciate good hard work for an honest dollar. You're the kind of guy that does that. If I am, let's say I am the lead guy for a really shitty local band and i know you have a soft spot in your heart for shitty local bands mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and i need an album cover designed and i know that your style is um the kind of stuff that really speaks to our type of music and and our vibe how does that process work like do i come into the shop do i give you a call what kind of stuff do we talk about on that first meeting how does something go from being an idea to being 
you know, the, the, the shit you put on the, the thing you slide the record into, the record yeah. casing. It's been a long day. Well, well, I mean, it's, I know. I mean, would you just chill out? I know. <laughs> always, no, 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 always no, no. like this. I told you you no, no. should be drinking. Well, you guys, I mean, it's good because you, you're keeping me on my toes. I like it. Um, um, here's the deal. It, it's, it's really pretty, um, I would hope, simple because, it, you know, they have to get in touch with you, you know, if they like what you're doing. So I'm doing a record right now for a guy named Raylan Baxter, who's this cool kid. I mean, he's, the, the album is great. And it's like, I don't know if he's country. I don't know if he's kind of like kind of kind of hippie-ish or something. I don't, I'm not really concerned. We're trying a lot of different things for him. But I don't, you know, his record company believes in me, this ATO record. So they come at me and they'll just throw me these curveballs. Now that's what I would kind of consider the big leagues because there's a budget and there's, you know, there's money to do the record, the CD, maybe a couple T-shirts or something, you know, and that is pretty professional. There's a there's a representative at the record company who I have to talk to, Robin Hendrickson, who's this, you know, I've become buddies with, you know, knows his shit about music. So we see eye to eye and trade war stories about growing up on bands and stuff. But if it's that's so that's the best case of making a record, you know. Like I'm just wrapping up Rhett Miller's record from the old ninety sevens, which, you know, has oh, yeah. become kind of a kind of a friend. And I love the old ninety sevens from back in the late, you know, nineties and stuff. Um Oh, shit. Hold on, you guys. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, which I was a big fan of the old 97s in the late 90s, you know. So then when you get to work on that, it's really cool because, you know, you get paid, but you also like what he's doing, you know. And he's a really, really nice, smart guy. Now, that's as high as it goes. To answer your question, when your buddies come in here, it just depends because it's kind of like they have to get a hold of you. And if your buddies all work for Adidas, Nike, Something, something, and something. You go, okay, you pukes. I want two hundred fifty from you. Two fifty. So you go around the room and you say, now I'm getting twelve fifty for this thing, which isn't all that different than maybe some of the big league stuff or the little whatever. You see what I'm getting at? It's like if you can look around the room and realize that those guys are working at a bar and they make no money at their bar. I'll, I don't. I won't charge them a cent. Or my, you know, just my buddies in this band, Danova. I've never charged them a penny because I don't really care. I love the records. So that goes from the highest where it's like a really professional kind of situation where I try to, you know, hit a high mark and show them a lot of stuff, make the band love it as much as the manager love it, as much as my contact love it, all the way down to like selfishly myself, you know. But then, you know, if it's a bunch of scrubs who come in the shop, it's not all that different. So we'll sit and just talk and I'll say, can I hear it? And we'll listen to it or they'll give it to me for a couple of days. And then I'll just do really, really simple things like say, bring in all the shit you've made so far. Let's look. Because if the last record was red, we're not making a red cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really simple stuff. Like let's put all the spines up so you can see what the spines look like. Because if the last one was white or light, let's, yeah. let's you know, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go dark. So it's really <laughs> pragmatic stuff that you wouldn't otherwise yeah, think Yeah, it's really, about. really simple stuff to kind of say, so what's the spirit of this thing? If the spirit is another breakup record or another record where it's the tough thing or we had to go through this or some story that, you know, there's, there's really funny patterns to that shit. You know, a band goes through a hard time, there's a breakup, there's something this is our party record, whatever the fuck. You know, I, I love rock and roll. I love records. I buy a lot of records. And I read about that stuff in between, you know, trying to get stuff spit out of the shop. And it's kind of like you see these funny little archetypes. If they don't have a story, I'll help them make a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And say, so, okay, this one is about you just want to be evil looking. All right, here's some ideas. And then we'll just... 
I'll get as much as I can mine out of them and then, you know, tear into it. And so it's it, just as simple as that. Yeah. So when you do that, do you usually, you know, just whip out your field notes and start sketching things in front of them? Or do you just like do some kind of a, oh, yeah. just like depends. I, I guess depends. a mood board is like the old fashioned term for it. But. Well, yeah. Or more like, let's just dig in and start showing you some covers. Yeah. Because if you know it's going to be a photo and they have some assets that they can use or we have to come up with something. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, there's a big band in town here, and I can't talk about it, but I got to take a swing at some stuff for those guys. And I, nice. frankly, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I love this band going all the way back to 1994. These are little clues I'm trying to give out. <laughs> and I got, to, I got to, you know, work on this stuff and, and take a pass at it. And I didn't get it, but it was just really, really fun because, you know, I'm always going to be that fan. And, you know, there was proper money involved. And, you know, like, you know, they're a big big reputable indie band and you know that's another clue and it's just kind of like you know i was kind of freaked out to go until you got you kind of meet the dudes and you realize they're just a bunch of kids man you know whatever that is yeah and 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 then it's the same thing so suddenly you just realize whether or not they're going and selling out you know three and four thousand you know per person gigs and they are they're on tour right now wow you know another clue it's like you know when you start to see that and you're like whether they're doing that or they're playing to 50 of their buddies at a house party, it's the same thing. And if it really comes down to like a quick sketch to show him and say, Hey man, you know, there's another clue. You know, here's check this out. And we're like in his dining room <laughs> and I show him these like sketches and he's like, yeah, I don't really go try this. And I'll go home. And I, you know, I just worked a late night that night working for these guys in the end, th- there might've been some things they could mine out of it for t-shirts or something, but it was just kind of fun because I got called in really at the last last hour yeah you know and that's a big ass band and it's a band you know i own all the records so there's a weird thing but when it's you know when it's a young kid who you're just kind of like do not let your little brother do it yeah i i would rather lose money and make your thing beautiful because i enjoy it i enjoy making that stuff i enjoy and it's not about the money you know some of these guys i'll just say you know you're investing you know in me, I'm investing my time into you, so you're gonna pay something, you know. Yeah. And if it's as simple as like a couple three hundred bucks or three four hundred bucks, I'll say I'm gonna use that money to go buy records. <laughs> you know, what did you spend to have the super guy record it? Oh, did you? Were you allowed to tell me you didn't have any budget left? You know, no. You're going in the hole, just like I'm going in the hole now. You know, like I, I can make it really one to one quick. Yeah. Because in my life, in my life, I don't ask for deals. I just don't. I, you know, if the screen printer says it's this much for the poster, I that's the price. Because chances are they're they're peers and they're they're my buddies and they're scraping just like anybody else. You know what I mean? So you know when they come in and I'll hear that I I don't even allow them to have to ask for the deal. I'll just tell them I got you, man. Yeah. So twenty how- records and I want you know a stack. That's all I'd ask for. Just so I can give them out to my buddies. You know? Absolutely. So how do you tell, you know, when you're when you're working on something besides, you know, besides kind of a the budget ran out kind of a thing, how, how do you tell when you're done? Like, how do you tell when you've arrived at the thing that is the product? I assume there's a lot of iteration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course. And sometimes it's me who they'll sense in me. I'll just kind of go, man, this thing's ready to go. And I'll, <laughs> I'll play these little like li- sort of, what is the word? Like linguistic games with them and say, you guys, if you had to pick something tonight tomorrow morning let's just like 
change the semantics of how we're talking. This isn't six months from now. Yeah. This is tomorrow morning. If you had to pick one of these right now and then go to bed tonight knowing that's going to show up on iTunes tomorrow morning, this tastes good. Yeah. It's okay. Now, I'll do that. So I, I change the tone of how we're talking about it because when there's time, that means there's time to fuck off and there's time to like, you know, kind of let things just go off into the ether yeah. or mm, we kind of like this. We kind of don't like this, you know, whatever. But up to that point, I already gave them so much stuff to look at. You know, I can really articulate and say, here's the conservative one. Here's the wild one. Here's the one that simply is a reaction of, good, of what you did the last record. Yes. No other theme other than the type was really clean. We went dirty. The type was really dirty. We went clean, whatever that is. Yeah. So they can just wrap their heads around the rationale. That's it. That's it. You know, and that's just as simple. That is no different than the biggest clients I get to work on, which are some big, scary things, or my scrubby little buddies who come in here who just need help. Sometimes sign in a PDF. You know what I mean? Like they don't know how to put a signature in a PDF and I'll help them. Like yeah. there's no money involved. I just want to make sure they're all right. You know, I, I do that shit. I do that shit all day long <laughs> with all these gigs I'm going on, signing contracts, signing stuff, signing yeah. stuff, signing whatever, you know, and it's just insane, but it's kind of like, I don't, like if I had to go and part that out into some kind of little invoice, it would just, I just feel shameful. Yeah. You know, be it my friends or just someone who says, my buddy can't figure this stuff out. Can you help him with it? Like I'll just, I'll, I do that stuff a lot. Yeah. Because I mean, think of how much of your day you waste just fucking around on the internet, looking at Facebook, looking at whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. Screw Facebook. I know I was, I was a digging yeah. Andy. <laughs> it's a tool, but what's sad about Facebook, and it just says about who you surround yourself with, it's like, you know, I'll go and I'll just be bored. And it's not because, you know, I mean, no offense to whoever the hell, you know, that really makes me sound good. Oh, man, this is that big call from Boise. I gotta, I'm just going to put it on. I'm going to click the little side button. But you know what I'm saying? It's like you look at those things and you're like, man, it's – she's posting the same shit he's posting. And you see these little patterns just within that one day. Yeah. That's why I don't really go back to it all that much. I go searching for my own little buzz wherever that would be, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. What was I even talking about? I can't remember. That thing just screwed me up on that. The phone. <laughs> how, you, how you know you're done with, with yeah. the design. It, okay. Just, okay. it just feels right? Well – I'll give them a rationale and let them make. Because listen, it's never really me that makes the decision. It's the what about for like DDC stuff? Like, how do you know that a poster's done? How do you know that you're a hundred? Like the stuff you do for yourself. You know, you are yeah. probably one of your biggest clients. How do you know your stuff is done? Well, that's a whole different set of answers because it's just kind of like, first of all, the scariest stuff. And let's talk about that first. That's when you're on the clock for somebody. How do I know? I'm. I let them say it. Right. 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 Then, then they love it. And it's not a question of my subjectivity or my good day or bad day or my pressure system until they love it. That's the short answer for that. But there's a lot of weird, you know, back and forth up to that. For me, for me, it can take months um, because sometimes, you know, this is going to sound weird, but like, what are you capable of? And if I'm having a bad day and I'm, I'm doing the same little dumb tricks I always do, and I do, I do, I'll try to push myself to say, you know, you're capable of more, man. You can go look, go look, go spend an afternoon digging around your shit, and you're going to see 50 things that just make you kind of go, oh, man, it could, it could do that too. That might be just an afternoon digging around on, um, you know, on, on the interweb, whatever, also. But it's kind of like 
for me, I have to like let it rest maybe a couple days and come back to it and say, yeah, that's it. You know, like before I send that, and there's nothing more I hate when I'm up against the gun and there's a deadline of, I don't know, it's five o'clock and you know, the promo guy or the poster person's waiting for it. And, and I have to send it today. I hate that shit. Who doesn't? Because I know that if I take a night, sleep on it, come on back in the morning with a clear head, I'm going to see things I screwed up or opportunities or the Louisiana poster and Captain Louisiana will. We forgot <laughs> the their own tea guy. We forgot oh. Justin Wilson. I forgot him. You know, I guarantee that guy. I forgot him. I can't believe it. And I'm going to lay that right on your shoulders. Yeah, it's on me. I watched him make squirrel brains once. Captain Louisiana, all the other shit you were talking about. Okay, so so I missed it. The next one, no big whoop. I'll put it in. But, like, if I would have, wouldn't have been, and every project's kind of like that. If I wouldn't have been going so fast, um, sometimes I don't even have the time to reach out to, yeah, someone who knows their shit like you did. And thank you, by the way. And there's oh, some no problems. There's gonna be some surprises on there too. And another buddy of mine helped me. This guy named Jude Landry. He helped me with that thing too. So you guys have some little mentions on that poster. Oh, well, <laughs> of thank course, you, Lee McCauley, who's sitting right here right now, waving frantically in the air to say, "Talk about me more." Okay, here we go. <laughs> Lee McCauley is a wonderful woman who's so smart and helped me with figure out all this stuff. But she didn't say anything about Justin Wilson either. Watch this. We're gonna have a brawl on a podcast. You didn't say anything <laughs> about that shit. <laughs> so just We're just for some right? some context for everybody, uh, one of the things that Aaron does that's you guys, um, amazing. You guys can't really hear that middle finger she's got in the air right now. Can't, <laughs> I can really feel it. Like yeah. the vibes are. That I think you're picking up some it's feedback. Coming just the middle finger. can feel that because mm-hmm. that one goes right through the old, right through the old way, right away from, <laughs> from where Lee's sitting right now. But you Aaron, know, it's Aaron does it's, a, it's a, weird. Sorry, go on. I'm sorry. It's weird because you know, um, I I put myself in these pinches all the time. But in the very best case scenario, it's due in a couple weeks. I got it done a week ahead of time, and I got a couple nights to kind of really let it rest. And then I'll know. I'll just know. Like this thing, this thing is still in my craw, and I won't let it just go. Okay, that's something. Let's discuss that. And I know it's very idealized, and it's very like, yeah, right. But it will not leave my fingers until I love it. Yeah. The end. I will tinker. I will tinker, 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 and push things around and, and, and often, um, find myself like, um, coming back to this, where I started from sometimes, um, in a document because I, I believe in the possibilities of, um, accidents. I believe in, you know, like seeing like if you're working on it late at night, sometimes your mind gets kind of screwed up. You know, I believe in that too. Um, and that's kind of a fun thing to me to like, see where something can go. If that makes sense. Absolutely. You know? So there's some weird stuff with that, you know, like, I don't know, but you know, to answer that in the, in the tightest little way, I mean, if someone was to answer that in one sentence, I'd be a little leery of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. there is some magic to this stuff to me that it, you know, that Linda video the 15 minute video really built, boils it down to some concise shit. But what you don't see in that video is me fretting or me in a, here's something to think about me in a hot shower drawing on the glass in the shower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's I what I needed at the end of a long day, Mr. Draplin. Thank you very much. Hey, you know, figure it out. You know, figure you know, just let it burn. Cause here's the thing is like, that's really very, that's very real. There's a, there's a, there's a cool, mm, 
there's a cool haunting quality to what we do. You know, I like that. I like that this stuff until like, you know, someone was, it was asking me how I use my field notes and then really it's just to flesh out. It's to capture things. Yeah. And then, and sometimes it's just to remind me through a series of a couple quick gestures of what to go tinker on when I get back to the computer. So I'll be on a plane and I can't, and I'm not really designing on the plane. I'm only almost like I'm making notes for when I get to the destination that night and I get into that hotel room and sit down and it's like, okay, I just traveled for 11 hours and now I've got a couple hours to knock this thing out. I'll kind of know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, okay. um, yeah. so we talked a lot about, um, you know, kind of the the mental energies behind it, but I'm I'm definitely interested in knowing some of the some of the tools that you use. So I kind of want to start that off with uh, just just asking Aaron, uh, what what is in your pockets right now? Well, and before you get into that, uh, I know that you are infamous for not wearing pants during podcasts. <laughs> if you were so wearing pants, pockets, right <laughs> now my hands are in my pockets and the pockets are cut out. Oh wow an old joke man yeah, no, i got it <laughs> then i tell you what this is uh this is now dot grid after dark we have so transitioned into the my dark part used, of this my, my dad used to tell a joke where he'd say this winter you know winter was coming up and christmas is coming up and it's we i knew it was going to be a rough winter i told my mom something like i can't remember how he told the joke but something like like mom she said you know jimmy you only get one present this year he said but mom i want something i can wear and something i can play with and Christmas morning, I got a pair of jeans with the pants or the pockets cut out. So. <laughs> that's that's something. My dad would he right now in his, you know, in his pile of ashes or his <laughs> worm food or wherever the hell he is right now, garage in the cosmos. My my dad who died a horrific death, and I miss him like a like an animal. I miss him, but he'd be cringing because I wouldn't know how to tell his joke with the right, <laughs> you know, Polish nuance. We'll just say the okay. On to the next question. What was the, what was the next one? Okay, tools in my pocket right now. Yeah, what's in your pockets right now? Okay, 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 okay. You're, you're a Chotsky's guy. You've got. Oh, oh, I yeah. feel like there's something neat in there. Okay, I have um, a Fitbit because I am a man who is uh, morbidly, gigantically spilling over in his beautiful Aeron chair right now and who could get tinier. So it's kind of like I got a Fitbit because I'm, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to count the steps, you know, yeah. to see where I could go and hammer, you know, for a half hour on that, you know, little treadmill. So I'm, that's completely transparent. I got a Fitbit. I have my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I have a Muji uh, lead holder. Ooh, yeah. Two, two millimeter lead holder. And then I have a little stack of those old Sanford turquoise uh, four Bs for drawing. Oh, right? wow. So, so I use those, you know, to sketch in yeah. my field notes, you know. I've got a Kershaw, <clears throat> an orange Kershaw knife, you know, about a three-inch blade. Mm-hmm. A couple, um, you know, I've got my latest field notes, which was actually one of the Facebook ones that we made for Josh and the oh, guys down. I, lo- I love those. I'm using that one right now. I've got, I mean, that's sitting here right now, and I'm, I'm you know, drawing while we're talking. Um, I've got a couple guitar picks. Uh, some, you know, I think they already say car keys. You know, I've got no, about 160 bucks in cash because we just went to the Portland Antique Expo, and I always bring cash because it's too. If you bring your wallet out, they, you know, sometimes they'll say, "Well, here's the price," because they see that you have a credit card. <laughs> always deal in cash. It's dirtier. It's it's more human. You know, there's a bartering quality, and you can really go after the throat when you've got. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> well, a I only have five dollars. Some kind of bullshit like a uh, square transaction, which I'm no stranger <laughs> to the square. But you know, when you're in the on the front line with those turkeys, 
there's a certain kind of you know there's a, there's a certain sort of like language that those animals only speak yeah. you know and and the moment you pull out some nice wallet and they can you know, the the more shit they can size you up with the 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 worse you're off you know what i mean so yeah. you just kind of got to you got to play it real like real simple transaction so um yeah but that's kind of what's in my pocket you know i mean it's always when i get up in the morning you know the things that really haunt are you got to have a wallet i got to have my my iphone my field notes uh car keys a couple pens and pencils that's standard fare yeah. you know that's that's the stuff that i have to assemble because the the moment that i take off in my volvo down sandy boulevard and lee you know i get to work and lee's like texting me saying you left your phone here <laughs> you know it's like oh shit and i do it all the time you know i just it, it, you know or lose my field notes inside a pocket somewhere i'm my game is off because you know if you're avoiding a call or you're getting a call this this little tool that i'm holding my hold my little iphone right now what an incredible little contraption. Yeah. You know, what an incredible, scary little thing, you know, that like can just suck so much time, but also keep me in line, you know? So there's a, it's a weird thing. Like I fear it, but I love it. But I, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Can I ask a weird question? And this sure. is uh, solely personal. You're a man who I see wearing a hat on a very regular basis. Yeah. Um, do you keep your pocket shit in your hat when you take it out at night? Because I what? used to do that. Like I would take my hat off because I used to yeah. be a man that wore a hat all the time and put all of my pocket shit in my hat. That all way it was time. in yes. one central place. See, this is, these are, these are uh, uh, natural solutions to a very unnatural world, okay? And yes, that makes sense. I do that all – you know what I do that? In hotel rooms because no matter what, it's like that's a way that you don't forget your shit. The bigger metaphor is the hat has to go on and it can't go on with a wallet in it. You know, right. You, if you goes, if you leave your knife in there and you flip your hat over, that thing's gonna crack you on the skull, and you're gonna know. Or to put the knife in there is a reminder to hide the knife in your carry-on bag. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's another good one too. So, or here's here's an even creepier one. Like, say you have to charge your iPhone, and I'm all nervous because in Ottawa, like I had to be out to the to the the cab at five in the morning, and I. Fucked around the room. I was working until 2.30. I watched a little bit of a documentary. I couldn't sleep. I finally just laid there in the dark and was just like, fuck, you know, like just didn't even, just, just kind of like laid there, just resting because I could, there's no way I could like fall asleep for an hour and 12 minutes or some bullshit. But how I tricked myself to not leave my iPhone cords there, I put my shoes by the outlet, okay? Because you're going to have to put your shoes on. And because I got up and I was in such a frenzy to make sure I didn't, you know, I had the iPhone laying on the pillow or whatever it was unplugged from the cord. Chances are you'd get up and you would like get racing out of there because, you know, as a professional on the road, I always try to pack my shit the night before. So it's two grabs, big bag, little bag, put on the pants, put on the sweatpants, put on the whatever and get the fuck out of here. Right. Right. But you'll leave your stuff. So there's little tricks I've taught myself of like, Put your shoes by your stuff. Um, assemble your things into some kind of little catch-all, your hat. So you're, you're forced to like look at it and, and, and sort of like say, where's my little checklist? You know? And there's, those are little things because you know, nothing sucks more. Like, I mean, I was just in Tennessee and like a dumbass. My wallet must have fell out of my hat. Or whatever it was must have fell off the little, you know, the little table or something. Um, and... You know, I, I know why I screwed up. When I got into the hotel, 
I didn't clean the desk off completely clean. You know, all the coffee makers and all that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit lamps. That's one of my tricks. I clean that desk all the way off. And then when I leave, I know that a clean desk means I got all my shit. Right, 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 right. Never put shit in drawers. Never put, you know, never put away your socks and underwear in the fucking drawer because you are going to forget it every time. Right, right, right. Never hang your jacket up in the closet. You're doomed. So those are little tricks that you sort of learn. And somehow my wallet like fell behind a little like, I don't know, the travel guide or something. And my buddy, you know, this kid, Riley Carroll, he got me all the way to the airport, you know, like 40 minutes away. And I realized I don't have my wallet, you know, like such a dumbass. And seriously, had one hour. So he had to go back 40 minutes and go back racing back so he did it 27 minutes there 27 minutes back and i seriously i was all checked in and i just had to he had to run my wallet in gave me the wallet i ran up showed my i had to run down the damn hall and it's like that's is that's is you know that's like seriously like one minute left you know and it was just like i'm 40 years old 41 years old and i screwed that up that's just but it's, it has to do with being on the road it has to do with being in a weird room working too late on too many things you promised and then screwing up. So I don't know if this is, I'm going way too long. I know you guys are excited. And if you don't stop me, I will talk about a question for an hour. Fucking oh, straight. No, it's, now, it's good. Um, I bet the Fitbit really enjoyed your uh, jog down the jetway. I bet that was fun. Oh my God, um, that poor little Fitbit. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I do not, I do not, uh, 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 I feel sorry for the shoes on my feet when I'm in that that pain cave down there, I feel sorry for the sweatpants that are you know that I'm sweating in. That is a that is a big call. That's a that's a big you know it, it's just it's a tall order. Right. Whatever sort of you know workout gear that is on me in those moments of ugliness. Okay, on to the next question. Are you uh, are you uh, a digital guy? Are you very much uh, like do, do you use your phone to do any? Well, I mean, obviously you probably do some emailing and some other things like that. Are you uh, are you are you an app guy? Are you like constantly playing uh, Crossy Road or anything else, or is it just mm. another tool that you have in your pocket? No, it's definitely a tool, but I I, I get nervous. When everything okay, I don't like those Google reminders because I don't really use Google me- Mail. You know, I use Mail. I just use like you know what is it Mac Mail, whatever. You know, like what what is it called Mail Mail dot app? Yeah. I think is what it's called. Okay, also. okay, so that's what I use. You know, and that is the currency of my whole existence. As bare as it, as is sort of embarrassing to say that as it is, it's the truth. That's where everything is figured out. All my gigs that are coming up, all the gigs that are sort of like on the way. Um, all the paperwork I have to do, all my shit with clients, all my records I buy to track them and stuff. I have beautifully articulated folders in there. So here's the thing is like to answer that, it's like I am not really easily led by the latest, lowest hanging, coolest, hottest, vowel shortened bullshit. Okay. Because it's just kind of like it's, I mean, I, I kind of have my needs met within that one app and then everything else is on paper. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I've taught myself how to integrate and use all the little reminders to basically make flies to swap because I'll forget over the course of the day. I'll get going, doing one thing, and I'll look down and I'll have missed the podcast. Like people are writing me, and it's because I was just up and away from my digital shit, right? I was like, you know, I was numbering posters or putting away stuff in the shop, right? Right. 
Um, and that's just, that's just insane to me. So there's ways to do it, to make to drag you back into it. And then there's ways that I use this stuff to just, well, kind of keep me in line. So am I all that digital? Well, you know, I, I really appreciate the beauty of like, I, I have to tell you looking at those new Apple super slick laptops, it, yeah. it's just, I mean, they are, it's just beautiful, man, because before I go and try to poke holes and why did they do this? Like what, how short sighted we are, how short sighted we are to, to think that we can go and challenge the guys that are making things, the people that are made these teams that are making things. Um, here's some cheerleading for Apple yet again. It's like, you're going to live your life on that thing. And what a beautiful little instrument. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I would, thankful for that shit. I don't, cause you know, I, I'm thankful I get, I can afford it. I'm thankful it looks as beautiful as it does. You know, now, am I all interested in the, in the, in the watch? No, because I already got a phone. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I wouldn't morph into that because it's the next hot shit thing. I've got enough tools, you know? Do you appreciate that new stuff from like a design standpoint, the simplicity and the utility oh, yeah. that they can pack into of such a small amount of space? Of course. And I, you know, I'm, I'm already reeling from like saying, well, am I going to, I'm not going to be able to enjoy all those incredible little icons and shit. Cause you go look at it and you just kind of say, God, how's that thing going to work? But I've seen it up close. My buddy works down there and I got to see it up close a couple, three, four months ago. Cause he's probably been testing them and you know, I don't wear a watch anymore. And that's because I have a phone that kind of does it all for me. But the thing is, is like now that that thing can like, you know, remind you to move track, what you're doing and then you know kind of like you know have a little nice little readout you know it's well it's one less fit in the pocket you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's kind of like i don't know man i mean i'll, I'll kind of you know i don't know i don't know like i always go back and this is you know to talk about the field notes i always go back to that page because that's where i came up with the idea or on the very first page is what I'm owed and what I owe, you know, and that is, that is completely as analog as it gets. I make a list that has a plus sign. That means shit that's coming to me. And then a negative sign, which means shit that's on its way out because it means the negative ones way more scary. Those are things I promised and they do not leave and go to the plus side until the job is done. And I've handed the files off and the invoice has been sent. You know what I mean? You know, so that, is on a page on one piece of paper in the very first page of my field notes. So if you go back and you take a look at every single book I've made for the last 10 years, you can chart, you know, there's, it's always going to be two to one, hopefully two things that I'm, I'm owed to one thing that I've promised. You know what I'm saying? When it starts to get equal, you're in trouble. You know what yeah. I mean? And when the because other column starts to get larger, that oh, becomes a nuts. real that's issue. Nuts. That's nuts because, and there's, there's shit on here that goes back three and four years. Someone owes some cash or some little funny thing I need to remind myself or someone just hasn't paid for a gig I went on and that's, you know, I can't really talk about it, but it's just kind of like, it's not going to leave my sort of consciousness and it's not going to leave my little page because that's, that really is my life and that one page. You know what I mean? Now I could do that in notes or Evernote or I don't know, Noter, what, N-O-T-R-R-R or whatever the latest bullshit is. I get it. I could do that. But I have my little ways, you know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to, like, have to change things 
Because, you know, when, when you have a limitation, you learn to work within that Im- limitation and then you, you make your life out of that, you know? And when things come along that like, you know, the iPhone was a big game changer. Uh, not, it's not like that that's news, you know? You guys should go look these iPhones up, you guys. They're, they're big. I, I've iPhone. heard of these. I've heard of these iPhones. Look them up. Give them a shot. You know, it's like how many times in our lives I can't handle that kind of thing again. You know what I mean? Because we have discussions now about like just putting the fucking thing down. Like we have to like have discussions about that to like, Jesus, we're like so connected and you're reading about garbage, you know, like that's wasting time. Like who cares? You know, I can watch video after video of guys getting hit in the nuts. What does that mean? I don't know. But it means really, you have a wonderful sense of humor. Well, right, right. But it's like, it's kind of like, you know, that, you know, it, it's, Sometimes it's like I'm getting better at parsing out. Just there's no, there's just no reason to wait for this this download. It's just another dumb laugh. I'd rather go and you know you know what I'm saying. Like I'm getting better at that. At yeah. just kind of like le- letting the thing die. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we're 45 minutes into this before you were like, there's no point in waiting on some downloads just for another laugh. I'm really glad that people have already downloaded this to get to that point because that that's what that's what people care about are the download numbers. Um, there's there's this kind of like you know sometimes you know you're you're spending so much time to get this little tiny buzz and it's just sort of like I don't know, man. Like that's that's really your life ticking away. It's 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 weird to me, you know. And I I try to be cognizant of that in a creative manner. So I'm not uh, wormholing it and then feeling bad because I just laid there looking at just, you know, sometimes like I'll, I'll travel all day and I'll promise all this shit and I'll get to that hotel room and just like, you know, kind of a Calgon moment and lay down in that bed and just be like, I can't even work. I'm just tired. And it just embarrasses me because it's like, I mean, you sat on a plane for four hours that's there's nothing to that <laughs> you know what i mean but right. i'm tired i'm tired my mind is tired i just got pecking away at you know 200 emails and trying to keep all these balls you know juggled up in the air at all times you know like just going crazy and that just wears you out man if it's getting the steps in or not getting the steps in, it's like damn man it's like i just get worn out as i get older i'm getting worn i'm 41 man i'm getting like worn out you know Shit let's, wears uh, me out pretty fast sometimes. Let's uh, and I, I do a similar thing with my field notes as far as keeping the ledger on one side or the other. And yeah, um, it's because it's always right there. It's so it's so present. Um, Andy, you're you're much. You've been doing field notes since the way back, right? You shoot yourself in the foot every time you realize that you could have picked up original editions and didn't. So uh, I have to uh, I have to say something that is not. Not a humble brag, um, per oh, se. Okay. But it is, which is why you have to preface <laughs> it with it's not a I'm, humble brag. I'm pretty sure I was the first uh, reviewer of Field Notes on the internet because I uh, I, I bought sure. one of the Kraft Brown ones and I ran it through the washer. And uh, I uh, like I was like, well, the, it didn't survive, but all of my notes on it survived. So this is a hardy little thing. And I, uh, I, I put it up there and... Uh, I think Boing Boing did a thing about it. And then uh, Jim Kudal sent me a new pack to say, hey, sorry you ran it through. So that was really, really awesome. Um, what, what, now, what, now, what year was that? What year was it? Uh, that was, I think it was 2007 or 2008. I think 2008 maybe. Damn, you've been, you've been in the long haul, man. And, Thanks. And, and I have Shit. to say, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I remember that when I got the email about how there's a, new, there's a new color that's coming out. And I was like, why would I want a new color? I love this brown one so much. And it was, it was yeah. yeah. And man, if I would have bought 
a few of those and just kept them stashed away, I could be a I could be a thousandaire right now. You could be an eBay yeah. thousandaire. <laughs> yeah, that shit's weird. I mean, it's yeah. so weird because it's like you know, I, I gave away. I have, you know, just for the record, I have four hundred and forty-two sets of the Butcher Blue. Wow, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm yeah. lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. What's your I address, have, Aaron? Tell us. Give us all your address. I have one <laughs> set of the Butcher, and then I have two of the Orange, or it's, maybe it's the other way around. But I have those stashed away in a vault, and it's just like yeah. because I just, I just, you know, you kind of, you know, just a couple after that, you know, yeah. it was, it was kind of like, oh man, these are going to be cool. I, you know, Jim is blowing my mind and we have these fun ideas and they're really coming to life and like i better put some more away and then but you know a year later it was like okay you know now that we're making these as big because really when you make i want to say it was the maybe it was 1500 on those blue those yeah. blue or maybe it was 503 packs or whatever it was you know everyone kind of mattered you know whatever we sold yeah. or gave away to my mom or to a friend or something <laughs> every one of them kind of you know what I'm saying? It's weird. It's just kind of weird how that works. And yeah. um, it's the same way with like a record. You know, yeah. like when a band makes the record, it's someone's got to have that seventh sense or even whatever you call it, sixth sense to kind of say, put some of these away before we give them all or sell them all because they're just trying to make rent yeah. or pay everything back. And then you blast through them. You know, it's a very natural thing to kind of screw that up. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting how, you know, I've got one of each, but there's definitely, you know, I mean, now I'll put away a bunch because it's just <laughs> like I want them. I want to, you know, my buddy came in today who, you know, is a buddy I've known for 20 years. And I, I wanted to have one of my DDC ones. I, just about sold all the way through those, but I have a stash because yeah. I just want to be able to give him a set. He's not someone that's going to go and try to trade up. Yeah. You know, when I, when I, those stuff sheets that I give out, you know, like I give out the little weird one that comes with each one of them. That's just meant to be a fun little nod to like, you know, like the, the, that someone's going to like buy. I've had people write me, they're just going to buy the sheath just to try to get the valuable thing that's inside it. Oh, those sheets are so nice too. Like that's that's going to be my next purchase for BG. That's just weird, right? It's just weird because it's kind of like, it's almost like I don't, this is going to sound bad, but I don't want to even sell it to them because it's not supposed to be like that. It's use that dumb little, it's leather with a stitch on the bottom and it's it's a reaction to all the cool shit that, you know, we made with, with Jim and I made and it's just a reaction to say, I'm just going to try this on my own just to see how they work. I'm selling so many of them because it is a funny little handy little thing. Yeah. And it's just meant to be quick access. Now, when you go put it into our, like, you know, our other models, I, I use those things for different things, but it's kind of like, you know, um, I don't know. Like when I'm on the road, my receipts and shit go in there, yeah. ticket stubs, and I get home and it's a pretty good little stack. When I get home, it's, you know, it's, I have to kind of, you know, sort through it. But that's just what happens in any sort of situation when, you know, people are people know about the brand and they're they're like trying to. I mean, straight up, you know, I've tracked the numbers when people will say, "I'm hard up, I didn't get this thing. Can can I get a set?" And I'll just kind of write the number down and I'll watch it go up on eBay. Yeah, that kind of that kind of in a weird way hurts me because it's like, really, yeah. I mean, but you know, you don't know what people's lives are like. But you know what? Sometimes I'll just give those away. There's no, there's no. It's like ten bucks, and it's like seven bucks to ship it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like I'm telling them it's this much money, and it always kind of fluctuates. But if they're legitimately going to use it, I'm really happy to ha- for them to have it. Oh yeah. So 
you know, people have come here and I've surprised them and said, here's a grass stained green. I, I had a little stash. Take one. <laughs> I don't care if they go for 160 bucks. Yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, am I even supposed to say that that just makes my kind of stomach kind of like I get like a little queasy seeing that because it's like some weird commodity. Well, that's going to happen in everything. You know, when you know when 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 Will lost his ass on beanie babies in the late 90s <laughs> and I've already heard the fucking story. I kept story. telling we you Will. We don't you need g- to get into it. You guys you know, know that's the honest to god truth though, right? No. I'm like just, seriously, no. My mom was super into those in the late 90s and early 2000s. Are you and, serious? Yeah, and and when and when uh, when my mom passed away when I was 18, like my oh, my dad was going through all this stuff and I ended up with a gigantic Tupperware full of Beanie Babies, guys. Like, I'm not even shitting you. Like, with the tags <laughs> attached, the whole thing. Like, Beanie's Babies was a family thing. So, way to go, Draplin. You found my weak spot. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, really glad we had you on. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, there we go. At my lowest at my lowest point. I, t- I, I have one of those Princess Diana um, Beanie Babies. Oh, if you my want sister to had one of those. Butcher Blue. Oh, we can I, just so how, so how much are those worth? Oh, shit. I would, before the bubble burst or now? No, the ones I have, I, I think I've still got five or six around. I think the rest of them made some small child at Goodwill's like day because my, my wife and I moved. We both had reasonably good size one bedroom apartments. And when we yeah. left here together, we moved to Brooklyn into a one bedroom apartment there, which was not nearly large enough. So we had to yeah. liquidate. Um, You've got access to, let's say, you've got pretty much access to all of them. If you've got uh, a, some oranges and some blue stuck back, do you have a preferred edition that you like to carry, or do you just grab one at random and stick it in your pocket when you need a new one? Oh no, no, no! Of course, you know. To answer that, you know, um, first of all, I'm sorry if that dredged anything up about you. No, do um, not at all. Not okay, well, I mean, I'm a human being. No, man. It's, hey, you know. it's, I, I make I make off color jokes about it all the time in front of my students, and they kind of look at me with these looks with their look in their eyes, and I'm like, guys, it's been 13. Well, because because like cause if people, I can't make a joke about it, people are like afraid to ask me about my dad now, and it's like, no, man, you can't be because he was such an animal. He would love the press. Number one and number two, it's a good healing thing yeah. to laugh at all that bullshit because I'm not gonna be you know bummed. Sure, it sucks. He's gone. But you know, think of all the money we're saving now, having to feed him. You know, yeah. think about that. So these are these are real benefits now. You know, so it's just so it's such like what do you call it? Like like black comedy or something. That's like so like dark and so yeah. like weird. But it's like you know, my dad was so weird that you know I I'm I'm glad you can bring that into something and have some fun with it because it's okay, man. It's okay if those beanie babies mean that to you. And you don't need to put this in the podcast, but it's like if those things, like I would never get rid of those because that might really be something great to have a, you know, to look at, you know, in, in a lot of years from now and say, God, you know, my well, mom. I got, I got him around and it's kind of funny because, I mean, the same reason why we can bring it up and the reason that we can all laugh at the whole Beanie Baby bubble bursting. That's a fun one to put in the podcast over and over again. Uh, the Beanie Baby bubble bursting right at the early 90s or the late 90s. But it's it's funny to look at it and go, man, that was a thing that. That was that was a thing that my mom I could identify my mom with. And you look at it, and it's funny now in retrospect, and it, it makes you smile to think about. And that's well, that's what my mom would appreciate more is bringing up those kinds of stories and smiling and, and having a good laugh and thinking about well, you know good positive. Or, 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 or what about now? What about this? This doesn't have anything to do with your mom because I'm sure she was a beautiful, classy lady. But listen, what about the people who lost their ass on that stuff and? Oh, like put a bunch of money into or had some kind of fledgling eBay store back in whatever that was, you know, um, fledgling, you know, like sort of like business built around that kind of thing and then lost their asses on these funny little, what were they, what was the brand? Like the, the, okay, tie, you know, whatever, you know, and, and that is just, 
insane to me because people really, it's like kind of wild west, you know, as these things, it's like vaping and you see all the vapors <laughs> now. And by the way, I all always, every time I, see, every time I see one of those guys like puffing on some little, like, you know, like mechanical little thing, I get a little like jealous. Cause it's like, I want something to like kind of <laughs> suck on that lights up or whatever it is, you know, like, <laughs> I feel the same and, way I need to take know, up smoking. <laughs> and juices and shit and little, 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 like neat little shiny things. It's kind of, it makes me, you know, because you can imagine the Apple version of it. Like more gadgets <laughs> to play with. The like maybe something else to tinker with and mess around with. And just how it. gross is that shit, you know? Just how <laughs> gross and how desperate is someone to be like puffing on some peach flavored bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad I took up smoking. But anyway. Um, what do you carry? You carry whatever yeah, okay. you want. What, what do I carry? I carry whatever the latest funnest thing is and if it's and i and i i make a rule if i pick that one because i know josh was so excited to get you know my buddy josh higgins you guys look up my buddy josh higgins what a fucking incredible human being and designer and just punk rocker and 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 and, and patriot for his country working for the, for the for the big guy up on top mr obama i mean this guy did some pretty cool stuff so josh higgins look him up but he's a big guy out at the face whiz and he's no, I don't know if he's still employed there or not. It's a hunch he is. But um, to know that he enjoyed these things, that's my next book. You know, So, you know, uh, whatever comes out next, and I know we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. You know, whatever comes out next, um, it's kind of like I'm timing this book. And I, I'm just at, you know, what I like to call the staple sort of, you know, sort of halfway, the hump day. You know, I'm, I'm just there. And that means that shit's coming out tomorrow or whatever, and Michelle's going to send me my stash pretty quick here, and they're going to show up, let's just say, next week. So I got about a week to get through about, well, 24 pages, what you <laughs> say, because I will not – I'll use it all the way to the end, Hell yeah. and then I start the new one, right? So, of course, I'm going to play those new ones because they are so cool. And, you know, I'm just excited for that. That's the bigger idea here is, like, if someone loves the grass stained green – and they're paying all this money for it, you know, to like to be a collect, you know, like a completionist. But what if they just really like the paper? Like, of course, they're both valid to me. You know, it's like it's both, it's both are cool. One's a little weirder because it's kind of like you're gonna put it away, and it's just gonna. I mean, but I'm a record collector, and yeah. I nerd out on like keeping these things nice, and then I nerd out on knowing that. I have all the Idaho records on vinyl. And if you know what I'm even talking about, you'll just kind of be like, whoa. <laughs> and if you don't know, well, then fuck it. You might die tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, I, um, I love the know. America the Beautiful because, I, I mean, they're, they're yeah, valuable. Yeah. You like, yes, but I love, love that paper, that thick paper. Well, they're paper. also super, yeah, they're super durable. Yeah, I yeah, love, super durable. If I come to an, like, okay, I went through a ton of those weirdo DDC ones. Yeah. And, uh, and I went through one uh, of the ambition because it was like, it just the, the graph paper suited what I needed, yeah. you know. Yep. And I used another one to track, you know. Well, what I eat every day. There you go. You know, <laughs> I, I used one for that, and I've already fell off the wagon with that shit, and I lost it probably about a month ago because it's just hard enough to even fill up my little guy. You know, yeah. if I don't have that, my, my whatever one I'm using right now, my Facebook I'm using right now, I get fidgety. That's where my life is. Yeah. You know, the last conversations I have with my clients, really scary stuff, is there. You know. Yeah. Sorry, you guys, to have to break that up. I know by the, the miracles of digital whateverness, <laughs> I just had a little, you know, we had a little bit of a, a, a wonderful interruption. My little nephew Oliver showed up, um, almost brother-in-law Jacob and my little sister Leah. And, we're, and with, my, with my girl Lee, we're all going to go to a place called Lardo here in about... Oh, hell uh, yeah, Lardo. 
oh yeah, and we are going to destroy a couple <laughs> of those sandwiches. So that's coming Absolutely. up here in a little while. But okay, what was the what was the first field notes thing you want to talk about? Um, when you uh, and I know that that's a. Uh, a process that you and Jim and the team there at Field Notes West kind of go through together. But what kind of drives your decisions when you're choosing what materials and what designs to go with for Field Notes? Because I know you guys have some long lists of ideas and then you've got other stuff that just comes to you. Like, how do you decide that you're going to put the 70 pound paper in the America the Beautiful or the Shelterwood as opposed to some of the lighter paper you put in other places? Guys, a girl's got to keep her secrets. Okay, right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's kind of like. It's kind of like. I'm not gonna. I, I couldn't. You know, we can't. We can't. I wouldn't talk about that. I know that. I I, I'll talk about everything, but you know, you guys have to understand. And I'd rather talk about this. I want with our fun little brand. It to be a fun surprise yeah. because the more that there's speculation of how we do that. It, it just takes away the fun. I don't want you guys to know because, honestly, I don't even know how Brian Bedell, who is the unsung hero of this, of this damn thing, yeah. you, know, uh, uh, you know, I get a little, oh, man, I soak and I just suck up. I just suck all that attention right out and up. Sure. <laughs> but you guys really ought to do something with him. Because, I, you know, I've been wanting my, to get him on a raceable. Well, he's, he's an incredible guy, and he's a funny guy, and he is – like a heartbeat away from comatose at all times too. He's really chill, but you know, he'll say some little stupid thing and I'll just look at him and go, that was brilliant. And it's the same way, you know, I'm blowing a lot of smoke right up his old bunghole, <laughs> right now. but still just so you know, like, I don't know how he picks things. It's very democratic. I can tell you that much on a very sort of 30,000 feet up looking down or 3000 miles away from Chicago man, I have ideas. I'll give them to Jim. Jim will have ideas. Brian will have ideas. Matt Jorgensen will, I mean, all of us will come and, you know, you know, Dawson will come up with something. Michelle will come back with something very practical and we'll like, we'll, we'll tune accordingly <laughs> with that. But it really is something that's kind of like, you know, let's just see if we can do this. Here's a fun idea. Yeah. And, you know, at any given time, if I went right now and said, Jim, what do you, what do you got in the old cooker? I probably just personally on my side have a couple years worth of stuff that I'd like to push through. And I know Jim's probably got the same. Brian's got his wish list because, you know, is something as simple as this little thing could be. I would just hope that they're always dynamic enough to just either make you go, yeah, man, this isn't as wild as the last one. Um, but it sure is nice and in, 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 to the touch, you know, and yeah. it's those tiny little, little triumphs to me because when I set out to make them, and this is me being selfish for a second. When I made them on my own for the first time, it was just like I just wanted to use French paper from Niles, Michigan, to support Jerry and the gang there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was proud to use that paper. It was a, it was a little more money than the rest of the stuff. And then to say I want to make something that was purely on my own. It, you know, honestly, if they would have stayed the original craft memo book, forty-eight pager, I just would have been happy with it. You yeah. know, because that's. It served my dumb little need to just have something cool to give away to all my buddies. Yeah. So the way to pick that stuff, like anything, it's like you get something waved in your face and you're like, oh, man, this paper that you can't rip, this Yupo stuff, you know, in the expeditions or whatever. Man, this stuff is just weird. And, 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 and how do we pick that? Well, I mean, you guys can go to a printer too, you know, yeah. but I would hope as a service – that there are some random things in your life. And what, what I love about like Jack White and his, um, you know, that um, vault, the record vault that they have, it's not cheap. 
you know, it's pretty, it's, it's some big prices. But every time you get that record, not only is it a crazy ass collectible because of the kind of situation he built, but it's really fun. Yeah. You, know, you don't, like, I, I don't know how much more white strip shit I can take, but they figure out ways to unearth neat little elements of it, be it art or something for your turntable or some limited edition live performance. And like, am I even, do I even listen to white strips anymore? No, man. I liked the first couple records 15 years ago, but I love the fact that if you are that kind of fan, there's still something coming from the source. Absolutely. He doesn't have to do it. I'm betting they lose money on that shit, and I'm betting he doesn't care. So sometimes it's kind of like that with the field note, man. Like one of our weird, some, some of those weird ones, they are not cheap to make, but since we did so well on something else, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, I don't think there's any big secret there. It's like, I just want people to be, to enjoy them. Yeah. And go, oh man. And then, you know, be it on the most, plain one that we have or the craziest one unlock something in themselves where they were like man I don't write anymore and now I write or grocery lists are that much better yeah. more fun to make you know that's something that and, is always and to show us how that to show us how that sausage is made is going to take away a little bit from from that well I just here's the deal you guys I mean this is going to sound weird but it's kind of like you can probably you know I see the speculating that they do on there and that's fun. Like yeah. we created something that someone has to speculate about. I love it, man, because everything in the world is one Google away. Yeah. So those guys are really good, even at being tight-lipped about shit around me, because they know that my big mouth, I'll just kind of blah, 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 <laughs> get excited about shit and talk to my buddies or whatever it is. They know how to kind of like feed me stuff, you know, which yeah. is really kind of cool because, you know, I'll get little tasks and say, all right, we need this. You're, you're good at this. Do this. You know, Brian's good at this. He's doing this. You know, Jim knows how to, you know, word this a certain way or come up with the big picture of how to, you know. But in the end, is it fun? Was there something intangible you could not put a fucking barcode on or a timestamp? Yes, there was. It was called anticipation. And we need that in our lives. Because, you know, when you were a little kid and you, you know, and I'm dating myself because it's, you know, if I'm 41 years old and you sent away UPC symbols for the rare Star Wars guy, Hell it yeah. took six to eight weeks and that and you when you're 11 years old that is an eternity it's a year of your life you know what i mean (laughs) and it's kind of like you know the idea that like something shows up tomorrow morning and everyone just goes oh man and then on the back end is a sucker punch that makes you go yes you're gonna love them that much more because it's not really anything that you haven't seen it's just our take on it and then you know, a really, really powerful sort of like, you know, sort of, um, yeah, a little sucker punch on the back end of it that we're really proud about. So, I mean, should I talk about that now? Yeah. Because you guys are so, all, I know you guys are, so you just know, Andy, you know, Andy's on there, some kind of stock price speculating <laughs> the hell these things are going to be. I know. I, 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 I lurk. I look and I watch and it's more, it's, I watch that and I've said this before, I watch that group for the same reason I listen to conservative talk radio, not because I agree with this stuff, but because it's just fucking hilarious to look at. Yeah. Uh, I see the entertainment value there. Um, so so now, here, here's some context real quick because we are recording on Tuesday uh, and uh, Wednesday, the day after we're recording is when... Um, Kudal Partners is going to be making the big announcements. So, are you uh, sure? Because everybody thought it was supposed to be today. Everybody thought it was today, but I don't worry. I would have known if it was today. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like there are still parts of it that I don't even know how to talk about. But what I mean, I'm excited because it was done in such a way that it was it was a while ago, and we're already concerned about the next 
bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, we're already, you know, that's what we're working on, okay, to make things happen even a year from now or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, there's just something kind of fun about, um, I don't know, like, you know, not really knowing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, you know, I just, I just want us to savor that. Okay, so should I talk about? So, okay, we've had enough time of not knowing. Yeah. Um, oh, I enjoyed that. I savored that. And, and everybody, who, everybody who listens to this will have already known because we're actually coming out with this after well, right, the announcement. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I know. I'm not, it, it even makes because you know, it's like I, I hold it really close that we provide that as this fun little service, and it yeah. makes me nervous to even say it now because you know, I know that you guys, like Andy, you, you know, I know your name, and I know that you on a really weird like micro level love this stuff because i've <laughs> you know I, I just know i've I've looked at your writing and stuff and it's like there's not a lot of andy wealthy's out there you yeah. know what i mean and it's cool that's really really cool so i know you guys will appreciate it but here's what we're doing here's what we're doing so about a year ago we went up to um hamilton wood type museum up in up in uh wisconsin okay mm-hmm. and we 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 had sort of spoke with Jim Moran of the Hamilton Wood Type Museum because like everything in Field Notes, we love a very painful analog pursuit. We love <laughs> ink on paper and we love simple things and we love the power of a page and the power of a pencil, you know, on a on a simple page. So here are these guys up in Wisconsin, Jim and his team, um rescuing the beautiful, beautiful heritage of letterpress. Right. Yeah. They're rescuing this stuff and anyone can go there now as sort of, you know, a fan. It's it's a ways up the it's a ways up the coast, you know, to get up there. Yeah. But every designer, every nerd who loves um, posters or loves printing or loves the quality of rough or really fine letterpress or woodblock printing needs to go up there. So we wanted to help them raise money for this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can't give you the numbers now, but I can tell you this much. They're pretty substantial, and that'll come out, you know, as the, little, the next three-pack goes. So what we're doing is last summer, I went up there with Brian Bedell and Matt Jurgensen, and, and we all hung out, and we built and sort of put together, you know, um, wood cuts and old hot metal type pieces and stuff and built designs around sort of field notes inspired stuff, but using the vernacular of 150 years of crusty old rescued wood prints and stuff. And then what we did was we built a number of these things and then built sort of like this weird little sort of like, I don't know, is is it, what is it? Some sort of like, uh, you know, what's the word for when it's sort of an infinite number? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm tired. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's an algorithm yeah. to how to say, okay, if each of these books are getting hit two and three colors, no book will be the same. Yeah. No book. So every time you put, okay, have you guys ever been to Hatch Print? Down yeah. And, and, okay. Next and time you're you, in Nashville and you want to do Hatch Print and Jack White and all that, you call me and we'll go together just because I want to hang out with you. Oh, um, my God. I mean, do, you have, do, you have, do you know those guys? Or um, I've been through there once or twice. We've done some stuff with them. My wife knows them through the small business community and some of the oh, cool okay. letterpress stuff that they do. So, yeah, next time you're in the Nashville area, look at me interrupting the most important part. I'm sorry. That was selfish. Shut up. We'll get there. We'll get there. But here's the deal. It's like, so when you see these things, you know – like the beauty of a hatch print. And the first time I ever saw one was in about mm, 2000 and you know, I had already been going, you know, making Johnny cash posters 
back in the 50s and 60s or whatever the hell that was. And then the last bunch of years making all the stuff for the, you know, the country music thing and, and the museums and shit. But, but, and on the best, best foot forward, making stuff for local Nashville bands and then putting it up all over the place. Be it BR549 or Lamb Chop, or these bands that I like, or whatever the latest hot shit, you know, unlistenable Rascal Flats is. When you would see a hatch print up on a post, you know, on a pole around Nashville, you could feel it. It was real. It was the same inks and processes as the Johnny Cash thing, or all the way back to some circus poster or Civil War tract or whatever the hell they were using that stuff for 200 or 150 years ago. Well, we got to play with that stuff last summer. So when you see these things, there is a randomness to it and a bigger story and we are going to donate a big ass chunk to make sure that hamilton wood type museum is something that never goes away and anyone who can get their ass up in wisconsin there can go and take a seminar or go learn about it or go print on it or go use the place or go take a tour or just go and savor it and then have a better understanding of how to use that stuff in their local communities you know really is what it comes down to because if anyone's lucky enough to get married or have a baby or something, you ought to be going to your local letterpress guy to, 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 to use their services. Like Egg Press here in town, these gals, I just saw them on an American Express commercial. And it was like such a big cheerleading moment for me because I got to go and meet all, all these girls there. And I did one little job there and it was just it's right here in Portland. It's totally cool stuff. And you're just there and you're just like, man, like I saw it on a, on a commercial. Well, that's no different than that same buzz that we were there for, you know, a couple days last summer. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And, I, you know, I, I don't even really know. I don't even know what the official name is as much as I just got to see the one thing that Jim sent me showing me some of the test prints. Yeah. And, man, they look cool. So, listen, I'm sure the last week here, <laughs> you know, old uh, uh, Bedell was, fil- you know, shooting that stuff. And, I mean, some of the, some of those things – were unearthed from you know dead sources some of those big gnarly woodcut letters and stuff were hand cut by people in the 40s and 50s you know what i mean yeah so every one of these books is random and different enough to when you get them you know savor the 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 different designs that we sort of like cobbled together i mean there is a certain system to it you'll see it but it's kind of like when we built it you know, we were going pretty quick and keeping it pretty loose because that was kind of the spirit of it. Yeah, if that makes sense, you know. That's so, awesome. so just I mean, is that is that exciting to you guys? Is that you know, are you like, oh, uh, it, it wasn't a space shuttle? <laughs> no, off pad that had you know whatever. You know. I've I've got a actually I have a hat show print here in the house. They did um a couple of different posters when Nashville had the flood. Um, back in 2010, um, just some they did um, some advertising posters for some of the uh, like for the shows that lots of local bands did to try to have people come out and donate money. Um, and I have one here in the house, and you were very much right about just looking at this old letterpress stuff, and you can tell there's just this there's a mystique and an aura about the fact that they're still using the same materials and the processes that they were that they've been using for you know decades upon decades so i i love the fact that you guys went with letterpress i think it's something that really speaks to the maker spirit and the creator spirit and the and the creative spirit that that goes along with field notes wait, 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 wait. actually is it, is it even letterpress i mean I, I i'm so removed from this stuff in my adobe world i mean we put the stuff on a big plate big metal pieces wood pieces they ink it 
they put it on something. Is that letterpress or what kind of printing is even that? You know, I don't. I think. I, I don't. I mean, that's that's my understanding of letterpress. Yeah, me too. That's know. that's the way I've always <laughs> seen it done. And yeah. then and then there's another color on top of it, and then sometimes there's another color on top of that. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, I think that's still called letterpress. Yeah, because I mean, when 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 you go up there, whatever that technique was called, you know, you used to have to set every single little letter yeah okay now isn't that funny that the way we talk about it is like can you believe that shit can you believe that <laughs> shit that like you know blah 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 that's but how you had to do like, it but it's like you know to have such an appreciation for like where we where we're from how tough it used to be and then to have like you can smell the ink on these things i was told you know they're really like they're really like you know um they're really down to earth Someone yeah. toiled over every single cover, yeah. if that makes sense. Jim, Stephanie, the team, they had to touch every single one of these pages. And that, we're talking like up in the like 90,000 or whatever the hell we have. You know, yeah. I don't even know how many they're making. It's a lot. That's insane. And when yeah. you think, you know, an addition of that many with all these fun little things we made, you know, I mean, I'm just proud because when you go up there, like some people donate money and shit to it and it's cool, but you know, it it's it's not cheap to keep the all that shit going in two rivers, man. Yeah. And it's really, really selfless what they're doing because those guys you can just see it on they're working long hours. And when you go up there, you come out of there with such an appreciation for your computer, you know? You come out of there with such an appreciation for the time it takes to make these old forms, and you just are, you're just such a you're just that much more of a nerd <laughs> loving you know loving um where we are yeah. you know and then slowing your life down so you know for us you know to go and like broker this with them they approached us we approached them you know that was on my wish list as much as it was on jim's wish list because just on like the most selfish level for me i wanted to go up there and just hang out and print yeah. and last summer i got to go do a talk up there and we got to print things. And you got to get dirty. And I still have ink smudges on my sweatshirts and stuff. And it was just like, we don't, that doesn't happen to me here. You know, it happens when I go to my screen printer, but all that shit washes out, you know, because there the ink is like, it's, it sticks around. So there's just some sort of weird, you savor the slowness that it goes. And I would just hope that every time you play with these things and you, you use these, they're beautiful. The colors are beautiful. And they're colorful and they're noisy and it's not precious and it's not clean. And there's going to be smudges. And depending on the pressure, when Jim went, did one to the next, you know, they could, they're all a little different. Some yeah. have more ink, some have less ink and some, you know, and when we put those things together, we're just digging in all this old, you know, there's just so many ghosts. Imagine the people that were setting that shit for their newspaper or their circus thing or some kind of like state fair or whatever they were using. There's so many ghosts. And I just, you know, to go play with those things, you know, you'll see the humor of Brian, how, how he picks stuff. And then you'll see kind of the dry, nerdy, like design quality of the way that I attacked it, you know, yeah. and just all of us sitting down there and playing with it and, 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 and tearing it apart, you know, and I, I you know, I can't even remember, man, we made a movie and stuff that's going to be coming <laughs> out and you're going to see, this pile of shit talking about, you know, all excited <laughs> to be sitting with Jim and, you know, to be in there and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't want to leave, man, because you're there and you're like, oh my God, man, we could print some stuff here, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it, it will be this thing. I hope, you know, with the help of our donation and everyone buying these things, that people can go there and have a great weekend. That's, 
what I would hope that you know that we help prolong that for those guys because frankly a lot of that stuff's dying up. Yeah. You know? Or someone's hoarding it in a situation where you're gonna pay the top, top dollar. And there's no way to go know what it's like to set the stuff, to ink it, to screw it up, and then to have one have this accident where you're like I will never part with this little weird piece of paper the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a I have a little shoebox of shit when we went up there because it was just cool to like, you know, it was just cool to touch it and like, you know, get your hands. I mean, physically, I mean, really, like literally, I hate when people use that word in a weird way, literally. <laughs> but my hands were dirty every night, man. And we'd go to these funny little places to eat. And everyone ought to go up there and, you know, drop some coin in two rivers and go and buy some posters, get the tour, do a seminar, go mini bowling at that little funny place with all the fried food. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, what's fun is, like, Jim is just as real to that person who's showing up as he was to us. And, you know, I just want to thank the Moran brothers and Stephanie, all of them, for helping us with this stuff. It was just so cool. And I just can't wait for you guys to kind of see that sneak peek tomorrow. I can't you know, wait. Because... I'm just excited to see that our little brand can generate something awesome for something awesome, you know? And you'll hear some numbers and shit that we're going to probably, I don't even know if they're even going to release that stuff, but when Jim told me what it was, it made my jaw drop because it was like, whoa, man, that is a sweet thing. Like, I don't know, maybe we're going to get some sweet bricks with our names and shit on it, (laughs) you know, up there or something, you know, some little benefactor's wall or something, you know, Field Notes brand. Like, man, I don't even care if that was to happen. But the next time I get to go back up there, and I hope it'd be this summer, I'm, I'm, I'll just get real weird. I'm, I'm gonna, t- I'm not gonna rely on their shit. I'm gonna show up with shit ready to go and be like, <laughs> all right, let's get it printed. You know how to do it. Let's go. You know, so we're not wasting any time because I already tested Jim, and he was like, he just gave me this little look, and he said, "Come on back, Draplin, anytime." <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one tells me that because. I will be back, and they're going to hate me in Wisconsin after you know the next couple summers. I want to go once a summer for the next couple of years. Let's see. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, you guys. I got to go have dinner. Absolutely. Thank, I hope yeah, spend time with the family. I hope this was interesting. I hope it wasn't, you know, you know. Uh, I can't wait to see them tomorrow. I hope it was exciting. Oh, yeah. I hope don't post this shit until. Oh, uh, no. You know, no, no, you're good. No, th- we, we'll wait until after the announcement comes out. I don't want to hold on to it for too long because Andy and I have been super excited about this for a while, but it will. Hey, we our word is bond and we definitely don't want to make an enemy out of Aaron Draplin. So we will. I mean, I'll, hold tell on what, to this. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I would. I would love to tell you what we got cooking for the summer. But I'm, <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, and I, and I will say that about the fall. Yeah. Holy shit, wait until you see the stuff for the winter. So leave that in there, man, because some of the things that Jim showed me, I mean, were so cool. And it's like, I can't, we're going so fast. I have to kind of like check myself and go, oh my God, we're doing what? Like, it, it's, you know, and it's pretty simple, but it's like, it's just cool, you know? Yeah. So it's just cool. So thanks maybe, for your maybe time, we can have guys. you come yeah. on again and talk for a few minutes right before the summer one comes out. That can be yeah, our regular yeah, thing. Yeah, you can come yeah, back and hang out with us. Do something yeah. cool. I mean, you know, you guys ought to go do a little, a little, uh, you know, a, a podcast with, with Bedell because yeah. he's on the front lines of this shit. I'm not bad oh, at yeah. that much. I'm only there a couple times a year. You know, I get the call and they say, hey, look at this. We're sending out some funny little samples of staples or some little ink process. And I go, all right, I see it. But he already kind of made the decision. So I really am, you know, I'm always like really proud to work with those guys and proud to be, to be floored by what they came up with or some little curve by throw them and they say, yep, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I just, that's just a fun thing because in the end, 
it's for all those field nuts or all the people that buy our shit. You know, I want them to love it, not have any idea what's coming. Because if you, you know, if when you see this shit drop tomorrow, wait till you see the shit we got coming. This, I mean, you know, that's that's yeah. like reasons to keep living. Number yeah. three hundred and forty-seven for Aaron Draft. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so all right. Reasons to keep living. Lardo over on Hawthorne, number three hundred and forty-eight. All you, right, you better go hang out with your family. Yeah, all right, you guys. Thanks. Let me know if you need anything, and uh, 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 we'll be talking. All, all right, right Aaron. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Okay. See ya. All right. Well, that was the most exciting episode of Dot Grid I think we've had so far. <laughs> Andy, would you agree? I would. Um... Yeah. We are going to do the very best we can to get as much of the li- as many of the links and things that Aaron mentioned into the show notes. But I'll be perfectly honest with you, folks. I'm going to try to get this flipped and turned around and in your it's already in your hands. So it's kind of weird that you're hearing this at the end. But we will do the best we can to get some links to the things that uh, he mentioned that we talked about into the show notes. Uh, Andy, before we tell everybody how to get in touch with us, anything uh, anything important or pressing on your mind? Um, kick ass! I can't wait for these field notes. Man, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited to see um, all of the little, uh, little individual characteristics each one of these has. This will, this may be the the first one. I just finally decide I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the site and buy multiple packs. But uh, I enjoyed our conversation. I hope Aaron will come back and talk to us again sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think people know how to get a hold of us. We can probably uh, just end on that note. Yeah, we'll just leave it with that. Um, thank you so much for listening to this uh, podcast, and we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Andy, take it easy, bud. You too.